Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, you're about to listen to this week's episode of Sofa Cinema Club. Just before we get started, this is your reminder to go and follow or subscribe to us wherever you are listening to this podcast. All the support is greatly appreciated. Now, it's time to enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colson Smith and as always I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Verona. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now it is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we set a film for the others to watch, then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated about the film. Now the beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home, then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. This week's film is our last film of Series 7. Ooh, ooh, I'm crying. It's been chosen by you guys at home. And it is 10 Things I Hate About You. But before we get into 10 Things I Hate About You, for the last time this series, what have you been up to? How's your week been? What's been going on? You'll be pleased to know I'm off holiday You're back? Now. Yeah. You're back. Lawn's cut. The lawn's cut. Oh, my God. God, it was loud. It was a good comedy section, though, didn't you think? Yeah. Steve just coming in and out just at the wrong time. The best bit was me and Ben saying we couldn't hear it. <laughs> because then when we listened back to it, I was like, how could we oh, not God. hear that? I know, I know. And then I got worried then. I, know, so I had yeah. to do a hearing test on the internet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear it. It must not have gone over. No, I'm yeah. missing a register. Do you know, like, dogs can hear a whistle. <laughs> I can't hear a lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was loud. We all battled the elements, didn't we, did we last well. week? We did well. We came through it. You stuck with us. The audience. So we got back, mm-hmm. got back in the house. Now, this is an animal encounter. Do you remember how we had Rat Gate? There's a rat in my kitchen. What am I going to do? Exactly. We had the rat, didn't we? Underneath the kickboards. Yeah. We had Did you them. get any honey in the end? No, we got fuck all. Nothing. We got nothing. So I filled the hole up, yeah. With what? Wire wool. This is what I've been told to do. Because they don't like it. They hate it. And then you sort of fill it with um, expanding foam. That's the one. Okay, how did that go? Well, great. I thought, great. You were on holiday. We were on holiday. 
what's the saying? While the cat's away... The rats will play. Yes. And you're the cat. Well, <laughs> they've not got back in, so... Or they had. Basically, what I've done is... <laughs> when I've filled the hole, I've actually trapped them, in a way, in. So they were in the house? Yeah, so there were some that had escaped that were in. So... I didn't know where they were. You trapped them the wrong side of the hole. No, 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 no. Right. So, there's the hole underneath the kickboards, right? Yeah. I filled that, and I'm like, right, you're not getting back in. But there must have been some already in somewhere else, and they've made another hole somewhere else, right? They're laughing at Clever, clever bastards. So, at the side of the kitchen, there's a utility, right, where the washing machine and whatnot's in. Go in there, and it's stank. So I'm thinking, is it laundry? What is rat it? Shit. It's smell no. Now I didn't know this, but rat shit actually smells a little bit like urine. Yeah. Now this smell is something rotting. It's like a gone off meat. That's what it smells. You wouldn't choose that as like. a candle, would you? No 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 you wouldn't. Delighted to announce that Jack Shepard is <laughs> bringing out his own aftershave range. <laughs> And starting off with the, the summer smell that is gone off, gone off meat. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, what's that? What's that smell? What's that smell? Right. Smell at the back of the washing machine and it stinks. So I'm like, we need to pull that out. Now, there's a tiny little hole and some sort of plaster sort of like come away. And I'm like, hmm. Now that goes into underneath the kickboards in the kitchen. So I'm like, I think they've been running along. And they're in the walls. So I think they're dead in the walls. Right? Now, that's a tricky one, because how do you get them out? Take your walls out. Well, uh, yeah. If you're knocking them, knocking them down. Now, I've just got a question. Go on. Is this your private thoughts? Or are you saying them out loud? Because I don't say everything out loud if I suspect... There's things that have gone on. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So in front of all the women that you're living with, are you saying there's dead rats in the wall? Oh, no, yeah, I'm saying it out loud. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, I think there is. And they're like, we need to have a look. And I'm like, well, yeah. So it was like like unearthing a fucking crypt. Right. So, so the two chiseling, Lara <laughs> Croft. We're chiseling. Put your shorts on. A part of the sort of plaster to sort of get in at the bottom and knocking a tile off the utility so that I can see underneath all we could see rat shit. And then the smell just sort of hits you like 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 an old gone off sausage. <laughs> and, and and you're like oh my god that's bad torch in and I saw I saw this rat alive right? or dead dead sister-in-law's screaming how dead dead like like curled up skinny I mean he's, he's not the biggest he's not the smallest it's a rat so is it eating some poison and dying it's eating the poison and then he's tried to think fuck this this is bad He's tried the stagger home, and he's got stuck in the wall. That's what I think has happened. God, what a story! I had to, I had to, I had to fish him out. As soon as I've fished him out, I've seen the curl of a tail, and it looked like a fucking dinosaur. It was massive. Now this one, this is king rat. 
this is King Rat of the Panto season, right? This guy... <laughs> this, this Behind guy, you! This guy <laughs> is an absolute beast behind the little one. Oh my God, Bear, I've never seen a bigger rat. It's fucking massive. I, I wanted to take a picture, but I was so... In the moment, I was like, I just need to get this done How fast. Did you get it? And so both, both dead, to clarify. Both dead. Both dead. Both dead. Gloves on. Gloves on. Mm. You did send me and Ben a photo, and in the photo, someone had a NHS face mask on. But no gloves. No, because they were just, they were nowhere near it at that point. Why the face mask? The smell. But the face mask actually <laughs> worked against it because what it did is it sort of encapsulated all the smell in the mask. You need the clothes peg on the nose. You do, you do. It's old school, but it works. <laughs> so you've gone gloves, no mask. You're yeah. going for the fish. Now, where are we putting this? Right. Double bag. Yeah. Into the big wheelie bin. Yeah. Now, I've got a bag, like, so it's like a huge poo bag bin liner on my hand right I'm scooping it up with that and I'm putting it into a double bag bin liner with gloves on and then the gloves get binned afterwards it's CSI but it was so fucking big I had to just get rid of it out of my hand fast it was how how big I would say the little one was about yay big I mean, hold on it's a podcast it's a podcast exactly um, you've got to compare it sky remote five inch i'd say the little one's about five inch sky sky remote no probably a bit smaller than sky remote and then the other one is that like a ps5 a dvd player is it that big mm, yeah i'd say <laughs> the skateboard really big <laughs> yeah, i'd say it's fucking long oh yeah tail. i'd say it's i'd say it's at least a foot because you've got foot body, foot tail, or you've maybe got longer tail. The tail was massive. It massive. went on for oh. ages. Bigger than your dog. Oh, oh bigger than Lady. 100%. One thing that I am really curious to know, you questions. Yeah. It's, it's not about... This isn't about the rat, actually. This is me moving on from oh, right. the rat. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, you sent me and Ben a little message in our WhatsApp chat mm. that was as simple as, I've just bought a dinghy. Oh, yeah. We've had no update, have we, Ben? Well, I took it to Wales. Did you? Yeah, I did. Wow. Just short of three metre dinghy I bought. You bought this on Amazon Prime, didn't you, next day delivery? <laughs> what do you want dinghy for? You live in town. Well, I live on the back of a canal. You want to get to work on your dinghy? The, no, the sun goes down where we live at around midday. So around your peak time of, like, your sun, we don't get any. So if you wanted to get some, you have to go a little bit further up the canal. So I thought about doing it in a dinghy. Why don't you get a paddleboard? Because there's a big chance of you falling off that paddleboard. Um, I don't want to fall in a fucking canal. I mean, I know I like rats, but come on. Have you blown it up? We took it to Wales and we blew it up and we went on the fucking sea with it. Yeah, we went on the sea. We went on the sea? Yeah. What happened? Oh, we we paddled over to uh, Bear Grylls' island. He's got a little island. Oh, is it? How was he? Well, I didn't see him. I got there, turned around. Oh, hiya, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All three of us got in the dinghy, and we took um, the dog with us as well. <laughs> <laughs> For rowing. Yeah. Was dog steering. So Jack has been fighting off rats while on his dinghy, but what have you been doing, Ben? Well, there's a couple of things. One is an animal encounter. Two, it's boys on tour. It's me and my son 
Home Alone. Oof, takeaway every single night. Yeah, what are you having for tea? Shreddies. <laughs> shreddies. <laughs> <Grave>. <laughs> Poor lad. Poor lad. Emergency shreddies at like half nine. I'm starving. We did steak and chips. Do you know what? He does a good seasoning on steak and chips. He looked it up and everything. Then he did a seasoning for the, um, what they could not seasoning. What do they call it when you put something on salad? Dressing. Dressing, that's it. He did that in a jar with a balsamic. We had steak and chips. So it's, You're on yeah, the so Xbox had, every night, aren't you? On the Xbox. <laughs> and the, we've got a goal in the garden. So it's penalty shootout for who does washing up. <laughs> who are you when you step up to take your penalty? Do you stand there? Do you either go Shearer or Conrad Gates, don't you? <laughs> Gates to step up. He's done it again. <laughs> he gives me loads of crap. He goes, you're never going to score. You're never going to score. And then I don't. And I'm like, oh, it all gets a bit disappointing. It's like ten nil. Who were you? You know, in in like school days when you're in the when you're in the yard playing football, who were you? Kevin Keegan. See, mine. When I was in goal, I was Yuski Laskalinem. <laughs> oh, wow! Say that quickly. <laughs> Say and that again. If I was outfield, if I'm up front, I'm Dave Kitson, aren't I? There weren't many ginger footballers. Dave Kitson. <laughs> Kitson. He's done it again. Shearer. Steve said, well, if I ever got told to play in mid- middle at part. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so we had, um, so start, it's a bit of an animal encounter. So bins out. Now I've told you before, you can't put your food bin out around our way. Foxes. Fox or badger. It's one of the two. And they gang up. They have a little meeting. It's every other week. One badger, one fox. That's why West Side Story. Tell you what, the fox is cocky as. Cocky as. Does not give two. So Star, I'm like, it's early. It's been put out, but it's been, and I'm thinking, no, it's fine. I've put it on top of a bin. I've put it on top of something else. I've put some stones on it. It's a full climbing frame to get there. Anyway, fox has gone for it. I hear that. And if it gets the food out, it's up the street. So what does it do? Knock it over? Knock it over, split the bags, then takes what it wants. Obviously it doesn't take everything and then spreads it up the road. Like, because it will drag the bag, you mm. see. So the bag will come out, start to disintegrate. There's a lot of food in there. You've got your eggs. You've got your bananas. You've got your various, whatever, all over the place. She's off. Star's off. She's, give, she's given me, in, in dog language, dad, Fox, let's go. She's ready. <laughs> I'm out dressing gown. Let's go. Now the fox is going to leave it right to the very end. It's not going to go. It's going to face me. Then it will go. But it won't go if you just make a noise. They just It's not asked. I run round for fox to stop fox. Stars skidding round with me like that. Fox goes. She half goes, looks at me and goes, Oh, well, Fox is gone and I'm outside, Dad. Yeah! Off. So she's gone out the front door. It's on a way day as well, that. Front door off the lead's a different kettle of fish. Front door off the lead, one, she's going to go and see her mate straight off. That's your given. Try and see. But, I mean, bear in mind, it's half six in the morning. No one's fucking up and I'm in my dressing gown trying to stop the Fox. She's gone. Door closed. No, that's not good. I'm going, star, star. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> like, terrible, in it? It's terrible, the name when you're doing that. Yeah. She's gone back round. Now, the next door neighbours down the, down the lane. You know those garden rooms? 
What, like an orangery attached to the no, house? No, you know, like you can get them made now. They're like, it's like an office room and you get put them in your garden. They're like two metres. Like, you remember you had that thing in your back garden, Cole? Weren't you wanting one, like a container? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, like a garden room where you could home office. Glass doors and... Glass five, doors yeah. and you can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's gone. She's gone to see this, isn't she? So the people who are building it, they've had their, uh, built it there, but next to them, they've got a little umbrella for the sun and they've put some chairs out. They also have their sarnies. She's just gone round. She's gone round, straight round, sniff, sniff, sniff. The shit. <laughs> <laughs> the shit. Right in the middle of where they eat. The shit. And I'm like, oh, star, really? So I've got to go back inside, poo bag. But then she's not on the lead. So it's a game. It's pick up the poo and try and pick up me, Dad. Try and catch me. So I'm out there with a little chew, the poo bag. Star, star, pick up the poo. Star, she's giving it the edge. No, Dad, no. Trying to get the chew but not get me. Walk off. Half six in the morning, poo bag, star and a chew. I had a big one on the beach talking about... A big poo? No, no, no. Like a big animal. Well... I mean, it wasn't like a massive animal encounter. A whale, a shark. It was baby. Who's that one behind you? What's that one? That one there lying down's baby. Okay. So I thought that was a rug. No. It's <laughs> a dog. <laughs> no. So she's my dog, pretty much. So usually she's very good. With other dogs, she's really quite pleasant. And with people, she's quite pleasant. She's always well behaved. It's the other ones, Lady... Angel and Ariel, who were quite yappy towards other dogs. Anyhow, we're on the beach in Wales. Are they off lead or on lead? Well, you have to keep them on the lead, and we Uh, do. But because Baby's so good, she's Mm, fine to be off the lead. I'm seeing a pat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. All of a sudden, right, we're all sunbathing. All of a sudden, Baby sort of like, a red sort of like twitches and comes up. And you could hear her going, and I thought, oh, what's she doing? She usually does that noise when she's excited and she's pleased to see you. Well, she starts sort of like growling. All of a sudden, she just bolts and just runs and starts barking. And she's running down the beach towards a family who have got a dog. Now, they're miles away. I get it if they're coming into her territory or something and she might feel threatened. But, I mean... They're miles away, and she's running towards them. And she's not a quick runner. Oh, she is. She, she is. She, yeah, yeah, she's quick. She's only, only small. She's quick. She can, she can go. And the thing is, you're on a beach, you barefoot. Pebble or sand? It's sand. <sighs> Galloping horse. And the girls, they're not moving. As in, Hanny, a sister, and a mum. They're not getting up. It's my dog. So I jump up out the deck chair... There's David Platt sprinting down the beach going, baby, 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 shouting that. Or I felt like you and going, star, yeah, star, star. Holding a poo and a thing, yeah, star. Shouting, star. baby, baby. But then everybody starts turning around <laughs> thinking, what the fuck are you doing shouting? Have you got anything, Coulson, this week? Um, well, it's, it's the ashes, isn't it, Ben? Oh, oh God. The old test match special. Just as soon as it started... All I have done is I have sat there and I've watched it and the next thing you know, they're taking they're taking tea and it's half past four and I'm like, bloody hell, 
It's gone quick, hasn't it, today? <laughs> Cricket's perfect for you because you've got that two seconds of excitement. Then you've got the other 15 minutes of on the phone. Is it good this year? Is it good? It's different, in it? Because we're playing a different brand, a different style of cricket. We're playing basball. Basball. What's that mean? Basically, his coach is called Brendan McCullen. It's his style of cricket. Uh, is it just smash the ball? Is that all he said? Like, obviously, test cricket is very traditional. Takes a lot of time. Get yourself in, sort of thing. Whereas th- this is very much very, very aggressive. Like, sort of, one day, brutal, be a bit ruthless. And it's ba- it's basically to make try and make the brand of cricket they're playing more exciting. That's, like, the positives that are coming with it. And it is doing that. Like, people are talking about this Ashes series. Like, I remember the day when me and Jack went to Old Trafford and we just watched Steve Smith bat for, like, the entire day. Boring. Boring. But it's not boring. If, you know, it's not... It's boring. It, it's boring. It is. But now it's kind of... All day. England batting is... It is... It's a it's a shot a minute. It's, it's pure entertainment. Like, in, in the first innings for England, there was only two maidens. It's very different. Oof. Producer Henry's on it. The only reason we're recording right now is because they're off for rain. As soon as they get back on, I'm off. I'm done. So yeah, so it's kind of been. I, I've had. I've got very little on. Um, but yeah, the the ashes is kind of is kind of carrying me through. Are you taking that as your job? I, I would say I, I kind of am commentating alongside everybody else. I am. That's that's what I've been doing. Take it very seriously. You see. Anyway, do you know what I have done this week? I got on the old Disney Plus and I watched 10 Things I Hate About You. Result this week, we didn't have to pay for it, did we? Yeah. You do have to pay for Disney, but we didn't have to rent it. Mm. This is the last film of Series 7. Oh. It's also the last audience choice of the series. Which means, boys, it's the last time that we are welcoming on one of our Sofa Cinema Club friends and family to give us a synopsis. And I'm very excited about this one. Oh, why? Well, this week's synopsis comes from Jenna Brigi, who is in Calgary in Canada. Oh. Jenna says, The Sofa Cinema Club is her favourite podcast. She wrote in earlier in the series to tell us that she's a film student and she has told the rest of her class to get on and listen to Sofa Cinema Club. Now, I think what Jenna's done here is she's made a massive mistake, boys, because she's just told us that she is studying films before we've heard a synopsis. <sighs> she's laid herself up here. Has she set herself up for an almighty, mighty fall? Jenna, let's have your synopsis for 10 Things I Hate About You. Hey, guys. So here's the synopsis for 10 Things I Hate About You. So, 10 Things I Hate About You is a modern take on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. It follows two sisters, Kat and Bianca Stratford, and they have one role from their dad. Bianca can't date or have a boyfriend until Kat does. This could be very easy and simple. However, Kat is standoffish, abrasive, and she has no desire to date whatsoever. A new boy shows up at their high school. His name is Cameron. He falls for Bianca. But because she's not allowed to date, he plots a game plan involving the school bad boy, Patrick, who tries to win the likings of brooding cat. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the movie. I love you all. I think she's done well. What do you think? I don't know. You're not sure? I just don't know. I like the I love you all at the end. She's done well. But hang on. You're plus two points for the accent. You just are. 
aren't you? Yeah, you're up there. Accent's very good. She's worked on the accent. She's worked. Take that. She's worked. She's worked on, on that. She's from Barnsley. <laughs> but she's, she's she's emailed in and said I'm from Canada. She's done. She's done well there. I think very very good. I think very solid. But I, if the, if I have one criticism. I wanted some hesitation or some slip up or something just going off a bit. That's what I like. Oh, so too good. Too good. Too polished. No one likes too polished, do they? It's too good, so it's shit. Yeah, that's it. It's too good. You're showing us up, so it's shit. She used a lot of big descriptive (laughs) words as well, didn't she? Like abrasive and stuff like that. But I think think you've done a good job there, Jenna. I think you've teed it up perfectly she has to be fair she's done a very good job just too good I think let's bear that in mind for your next one (laughs) but as she said that is 10 things I hate about you which is kind of your classic I haven't seen it hadn't seen it I was going to say I hope you have now we're about to talk about it my daughter went oh it's an immense film it's kind of your classic early 2000s you know teen wrong yeah it would have passed me by you see 99 was it 99 is that what it was so it's not even early 2000s yeah Heath Ledger's first American, American film. Yeah, yeah. But it was Ju- Julia Stiles' first film. Yeah. And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first kind of major film. So they were all new to it. Where did you recognise the um, the annoying mate from? Oh, the Shakespeare mate. What's he been in? I don't know. He's the head elf in Santa Claus the movie. Oh, well done. Well, well done. done. Yeah. He's done well. He has done well. He's, yeah. He was good. I liked him. So there's a funny jump in the movie where he's showing him around and then suddenly they're kind of mates. Yeah, they go, they they instantly become best friends. Yeah, and he's teaching her French. There was a funny jump in the film. He didn't need to be a new student, did he? Probably, it probably worked either way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They probably started on that and thought, well, actually, crap idea. But good, very good cast. Very good cast. How did you watch it, Coles? Um, watched it last night on the old Disney Plus. On your own? Yeah, just stuck it on. It's a film I'd seen before. I think it must be like one of my sister's kind of classics. But I think it probably is. I think it's, you know, it, it's a movie that girls of a certain age absolutely love. And obviously if Paloma's watching it, it's still being watched now. Oh, she loved it. She absolutely loved it. She went, it's a classic rom-com, Dad. Like, why haven't you seen it? It's like an absolute... Jack, how did you see it? I watched it with the sister-in-law... Uh, she had a day off from work, and I told her, "I want you to be pleased to know I've got to watch Ten Things I Hate About You." And I, th- before I even said that, I knew it would it would be a film that she would love. And she went, "Oh my god, it's one of my favourite films of all time." I was like, "Yeah, I knew it would be." And I think she likes it. I think she can relate a lot to it because obviously she's got a sister being Hanny. Ah, uh, yes. And Cara's the older sister, and Hanny's the younger sister. So obviously, it's about. A sister relationship, isn't it? Does that make you Heath Ledger? No, I'd be, I'd be the other guy because I go out with the younger one. You're Cameron. I'm in, yeah. Learning French to impress a girl. Exactly. Sort of thing you'd do, to be fair. Yeah. Whose French is better than the person who she's been taught by? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when she start when she says like, "Aren't you going to ask me out?" and she says it in French, and then he's like. That's not on the translation sheet. Like, I don't know what the hell you've just it said. It was well directed, actually. He, they're, they're very good. Heath Ledger really wanted the part, didn't he? 
he hadn't really done much. He really, really wanted to get the part. He must have been about like 17, 18 or something. 18, I think. I think they all were. 18, 19. He sounds great when he's just does his own voice. Because she says it straight off, doesn't she? The head teacher. Yeah. He sounds like Croc Dundee. He's, he's proper. I don't think it's that thick, his accent. No, I think it's a good accent. I think it's a good Aussie Like, I mean, it's it's his voice. Yeah, it's not, it's not too thick. I think you're right. He's very good, very watchable, isn't he? Even then, very watchable. They're all good, but they're not playing that. They're not playing that classic teenage high school sort of films. I mean, you, you, like they're all good actors. You can tell that they're not playing the cheese other. Yeah, I think having a basis or them being told the basis is in Shakespeare, yeah. the Taming of the Shrew, yeah. helps to. Have it give it a bit more gravity. Yeah. They've taken it seriously. I think you're exactly yeah. right, Jack. Yeah. They're playing it seriously. seriously. Like this is really current rather than and actually it's quite irreverent. Like the dad is quite irreverent, isn't he? Starts talking about teenage pregnancy. He's funny. Is the dad a midwife? Is he is that what he is he works? No, no, he's um well he's like a pediatrician, I thought. Because he obviously works with young girls who've got pregnant and, he, and that's where it all yeah. kind of comes yeah. from and his fears of He's very, you know, that traditional of, well, you, you're not allowed to date. And the mum left, didn't she? The, there's a kind of bit of a story about the mum leaving and he wants to protect them. And and he's very irreverent, isn't he? he just I love the bit where he's doing the exercise and then he flings that chest expander. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck yeah, is that? Yeah, random. And it gets thrown back into the hot <laughs> And he goes, thanks, Steve, or something like, <laughs> you fucking random. When he's doing the crunches and the, obviously the classic is, 99, 100. And then he goes, six, seven. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Even, even, which can be a bit cack, is like the school, that boy who fancies himself. He's good. He's good. Winking at himself in the mirror. Yeah. The teacher's good. Yeah. The teacher who hates all the fucking kids. It's brilliant. Isn't that brilliant though? Brilliant. It's very, very well done for that. I can see why it's done so well. Taken some elements of Greece on it, I would say. Yep. For that kind of high school vibe, it kind of took some elements. It's written by the two um, the two writers that did Legally Blonde. Ah. Uh, so um, they did this first and then uh, followed it up a year or two later with uh, Legally Blonde, which we've covered on this podcast, haven't we? Yeah. And that's a very sort of, even though it's a rom-com, it's still very grown up in a way. Yeah, I think you're dead right. And yeah, yeah the title, 10 Things I Hate About You, comes from so the end, you know, when Julia Stiles is reading that poem. Yeah. That's an actual true story. So one of the writers, when she was at school, she wrote in her diary about her then boyfriend at the time, 10 Things I Hate About You. And it uh. was in her diary. And she was telling her co-writer friend, because they were brainstorming ideas about their times at school together, yeah? In order to come up with inspiration on to write this film. And she told about this story. And then the other writer said, well, that's got to be our title. It's such a brilliant title, 10 Things I Hate About You. It's, it's, it's great. So that's why they called it that. But this guy, obviously now, when he sees this film with his kids, it's literally about him. <laughs> uh. So it's sort of like a little connection thing that they've got. And he's seen the film. The guy, the boyfriend, who obviously 10 Things I Hate About You is about, he's seen the film and he likes the film. And he's now got a closer relationship with the writer and they're friends now. Yeah. 
just thought that was interesting. Yeah, very interesting. It's a very does a very good job of kind of skirting that balance of having something in it for everyone, doesn't it? It's not. It seems just... like exactly what Jack says: a cheesy story, but uncheesy. Mm. Could have easily gone to nothing that film, but it's it's. It's done the test of time. And-, and is that down to performances, do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I do. you can tell from the off, can't you, that they're all a ta- talented bunch of of young actors. You know, they're 17, 18 years old, and they all went on to have really, really great careers. Uh, Julia Stiles, I think that you see that scene when she's on the table and she's dancing. She got that Save the Last Dance gig. I think she has to be a, does she have to be a table dancer yeah she got like it that? because of that scene because of that scene uh, yeah and um, obviously Heath Ledger went on to do Brokeback Mountain yeah. Dark Knight yeah. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt he went on to do loads of stuff doesn't he still does obviously uh, particularly I really liked that scene that's uh, you can really spot that she's very talented actress Julia Stiles you know she's reading out that poem at the end which is the 10 things I hate about you she wasn't meant to cry was she well no, it was one take she did that in. And they rehearsed and whatnot and they kind of just read the lines and went, do you want to just go for one? She went, yeah, we'll go for one, we'll see what happens. And she's sort of doing it and she's, yeah. And I think she's sort of like, is it about a mum, that poem? It's sort of like, it, it can be about him. Yeah. But then she's also sort of saying, I'm, I'm annoyed that you've, you're not here and you've gone and you've left. So it, and then she starts to cry and I think she was sort of thinking it's about the character's mother, and it's such a big deal. That they had started dating as well, hadn't they? Oh, in real life, I've had that. Yeah, and uh, but they they uh, they broke up in two thousand, so they were to, they were together for a little bit after the movie. And interestingly, the song wasn't meant to be um, Frankie Valley. It wasn't meant to be Frankie Valley. It was meant to be something else. And she suggested she was like. From why the deer hunter. Yeah. That's the song they're singing, the deer hunter, isn't it? Yeah, she was like, why don't you just do Can't Take My Eyes Off of You? Um, and they were like, yeah, way better. It was maybe something like, um, I think I'm falling in love with you. It's a song that I didn't know. But yeah, and obviously they suggested that. That's one of the most iconic scenes in this film. Is that, yeah. it, you know, in the school sports stadium, so American, which is what like British kids obviously love because we don't have bloody stadiums in our school. The marching band, the bandstand, him running round on a speaker. <laughs> the band giving it the full beans, I yeah. love it. Like he's paid enough to cover the whole band. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the jeopardy when she finds out that he's been paid to go out of her? Well, that was always going to happen, one. She had to find that out. And in, in order for, because it looked like they were getting on so well. And then they can't just go off into the sunset because then the audience know. Mm, but actually, he was paid to go on dates with her. So she had to find out and then she had to forgive him and then everything had to be cool. I thought they did that very well because they didn't labour it. She she did forgive him. I did like the way she still felt for him and still realised he was a decent... But I think that's what took it above it being your kind of rom-com where oh my God, I can't believe he did that. And then they split up. She realised he was actually a good guy. Even though the circumstances might not have been great, there was a heart to his performance, which I really liked. He had a genuine heart. Big last kiss, in it. Big last kiss with the guitar. They properly, 
properly get stuck in on that. And you know that shot <laughs> on the helicopter with the band singing on top of the school? On a roof that didn't look safe. Hey, Ben, it was £50,000 every time that helicopter took off. And it was a real band, obviously, like a famous band. Yeah. And they were like, we're taking the sound, we're taking the shots, all from this. And it's fifty grand every time the helicopter takes off. It was classic American team movie ending. Yeah, stick them on the roof. Band on the roof of the school who've soundtracked the film. And all I'm thinking is, how did they get up on that roof? <laughs> how did they get the drum kit on that roof? The other band that's at the prom, that you've got a cool to be kind, you know that? Yeah. They sing that song. And I think it was written for the film, that song. But you know that saying, you've got to be cruel to be kind? You know that is a Shakespearean quote. He came up with that. I didn't oh, did realise that. Now, that's an old song, Cruel to be Kind, before that film. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that version was written for the film. Oh, I didn't know that. That saying was cruel Shakespearean. I thought... Yeah. I was, yeah. Well, whilst we go off and debate our favourite Shakespearean sayings, we'll have a quick break. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Where art thou been in thou break, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Where art thou been in thou Gone to Schoon. <laughs> Are we ready to give it our ratings? Yeah? Yeah. Who wants to give us the first rating for the last time in Series 7? I don't mind going. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go quite high. I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought this is a film I've got no expectation about. I don't think it's going to be that good or for me. I had a little tear... I did have a little cry. Which part? I think at the end when they got together, definitely when she read that poem at the end, the the um, sonnet at the end, I thought it was a really, really good performance. Well, it's one take. But something was beyond, something about them both was beyond that film. That's why they've gone on to do so well. They were doing, it wasn't like she fake tears. It felt to me like this is a great Example of a rom-com done really well with good actors, 
good story, not over long, good music, no duff performances. Loved the dad. When he's watching that hair transplant. <laughs> yeah, he goes, oh, interesting. <laughs> With but the then spray. Even at the end when he went, you know, I've tried for years to, you know, you've been on your own path for years. And I thought it was really good. So I'm going to go eight. Jackie P? Um, I'll go... I've got 8.2. Let me guess. The point two is for their performances. One for Heath Ledger, one for her. Yeah, I think so. I think that... That's where it sits. I think it's a film in the eights, you know, a rom-com, good teenage rom-com, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And I think it's it's a grown-up performance by everybody yeah. when they're so young. Yeah. That's what surprises me as well. They're not playing the cheese. No. Everybody's nailed every sort of character and every sort of gag or whatnot. They've not, they've not overplayed. And even those party scenes, which can be awful. Awful. Well, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm eight as well. I just think it, it's probably worth noting, though, that they can't, when they go to make films like that now, they can't get them as good and honest anymore. Well, they kind of repeat it. And because it's all been done before, in a way... Let's not be around the bush. They, they they also have the story of a Shakespeare play, so your story should be great. They try too hard now to make it more one way because than they're the trying other. to do it again. So they have to almost go. But also, you you probably have the perfect storm, which is a basis which has worked over a few hundred years, plus three, uh, definitely two very strong young actors at the centre of your film, which you've just lucked out because it's the first job they've ever done. So they're unknown, but they happen to be unbelievably good. And I think they're not also massively traditional in that sense, are they? It's not a Zac Efron. He's got something different about him, you know? So I think that that's why, I think you're right, very, very hard to achieve. And they haven't really, have they? You hardly have many of them. 24.2 takes it in above Top Gun Maverick, and just below everything, everywhere, all at once. I think Top Gun Maverick's been shit on royally there. No, I, I don't think it I is. Ex- I, don't I think expected it's. Top Gun to be a lot higher. It's better than everything all the way up fucking once, whatever that was. It were all right, but I will never, ever watch that film again. But a bit like Robocop, which you gave an eight for. <laughs> Don't start talking about fucking ratings, Jack Shepard. You gave Robocop a fucking eight. Everyone knows that was an absolute massive fix. No, eight no. bollocks. In the table of this year, of this series, that would place it at sixth, yeah? That's all right. But what's interesting is what is in the top five, yeah? Go. In at five is Ben's choice. Everything, everywhere, all at once. They've got 26. In at four is The Deer Hunter from Jack, which was 26.3. Three, Coda, 28. Two, Me, The Grand Budapest Hotel, 28.2. One, Jack, The Shining, 29. Is not high tension not in there? That's a fucking travesty. It's interesting. What a load of shit. Because do you know what I enjoy the most? More than I enjoy the top five, I enjoy the bottom five. And the bottom five just happens to be... I tell you what, what a skill to pick the highest and lowest film of the fucking series. Here we go. 
Tetris. Tetris at 15th. Blended at 16th. What's it getting? What are those scores? Tetris got 14.5. <laughs> blended got 10.9. Big gap there between Tetris big and guy, Blended. Big gap. Big gap. High tension somehow got 9.5. Fucking how did that do that? Over the hedge with a steady nine. And then Mr. smack bottom of the leaderboard with a six is Goodnight Mr. Tom. God, that was shit. Goodnight Mr. Tish. He was saying it was good. Someone said last week, it was someone last week said it was good. Everyone said it was good. Everyone loves that film. It's just us that have completely missed it. So, end of series seven. So, our new series, obviously we're back with new films. But before we get into the new series... We're going to have a little bit of a summer holiday, aren't we? But we're not going to stop Sofa Cinema Club in the summer holiday. We're taking everyone with us on holiday. Just hand luggage, please. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are joining us as we go across the summer blockbusters. So for the next six weeks, we're going to be doing Sofa Cinema Club summer blockbusters, which is where we discuss a summer blockbuster. A massive, massive, massive film. That everyone will have seen. And we're going to do it slightly differently, aren't we? The apps are going to be slightly more relaxed. It's going to be a stripped down Sofa Cinema Club because we're we're on holiday. So Jack's stripping down. He's just got his shorts on and his carrot oil. (laughs) We're all in Jack's ding. I've got my armbands on around the pool. And you guys, the audience, are going to do quite a lot to help us out in these episodes because we're on holiday. And the first blockbuster film that we are going to be watching to start off our summer holiday is going to be Independence Day. So if you want to join us this summer holiday, watching some summer classics as well as some this year summer cinema releases, make sure you're ready for next Thursday where we are on all things Independence Day. Jack, whilst Sofa Cinema Club is out and school is out, what else can people watch? The Gem. The Gem. So, this film has come out, and I've been waiting for this film to come release in this country for a long time now. It came available in America to stream and watch at Christmas time, and you couldn't get it in this country. Oh, you asked me, didn't you? Is that the one yeah. you asked me for? Infinity Pool, it's called. It's now available. It's a horror. Yeah. It's like a psychological horror. What's the poster? Her face. It's sort of, The poster is sort of a face being submerged into like a red blood liquid. Yeah. Sounds cheery. Basically, it is cheery. The story is, a couple go on holiday. I don't think it really says where, but it looks sort of European, maybe sort of Mediterranean, right? They're both American... And they're on holiday. He's a writer and he's struggling for inspiration. So they think they might get inspiration on this holiday. They befriend another couple on holiday who they're fans of his from his previous book that he's written. Yeah. They strike up a relationship and they're sort of going out for restaurants and drink and whatnot on holiday. Something happens one night and they're driving home a little bit drunk. Mm -hmm. The writer is. Mm -hmm. And he runs somebody over. Oh. And they're dead. Oh, okay. They're dead. Didn't see that. It's like a young guy. Mm. They panic and they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And they're like, you can't do anything. Do you realise if you go to prison out here, 
your life's over. You won't get out, blah, blah, blah. They drive off, uh, basically. Moral dilemma. Moral, moral dilemma. dilemma. And then he comes after them. <laughs> well, no. I See, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. But basically, I'm not giving anything away. The police and the authorities do catch up with them and arrest them. But then it starts to twist. So there's there's a if you commit a crime in this country, they say either you get exterminated, so they'll kill exterminate. you. Exterminate, <laughs> exterminate, executed. Exterminate, exterminate. That's fucking a yeah. brutal way to go, that in it. Yeah, oh God! It is. Yeah. What's happening? You're getting killed by. I sentence you to death by Dalek. Exterminate! Exterminate! One of the worst ones we've had. The Dalek <laughs> execution. So you either get execution, yeah, or you have enough money to pay for a clone to be uh, executed on your behalf. That's good. So they create a clone of you, and they execute the clone but the person who's doing the execution is the children of the person you killed so they think it's you oh I see I see and then the film sort of starts from there oh very good basically it's only available to buy where hang on hang on hang on it's 12 pounds it's 15 68 (laughs) no (laughs) it's i think join me on the hidden gem (laughs) i think it's about 100 pounds i think it's about eight quid or something fucking hell hang on jesus calm down wait let me finish the story it's about eight quid nine quid to buy yeah on amazon prime however i bought it on apple because I prefer their quality. I think it's an extra quid on Apple. So it's about £10 to buy on Apple. What's going on? Hang on. Yeah. It will be available to rent in like the next couple of weeks. So if you want to wait, you can do, and then you can rent it. But it's defo worth a watch. But do you know what? At the end of it, I still am unsure about it, but... Why not a podcast pick, Jack? It is. I suppose it is. Because it won't get in the rating. No, 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 no. It is. Do you know what? Because it won't get in the rating. Because I've been top at leaderboard for all seven series. (laughs) I like it that way. Because next year I'm picking (laughs) the Godfather. (laughs) We've already had him, Jack. I don't care. Listen. I don't care. Good fellas, we've done it. I don't care. Casino (laughs) doing that and the Wizard of Oz. Listen. I would pick it. I'm unsure. It, I'm still unsure if I like it, but I can't stop thinking. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. So you can watch it on Apple. You can watch it on Amazon. But if you hold on a little bit, you'll be able to rent it. Yeah. You should redo that for the series, Jack. I'm not sure if you should watch it, Jim. I can tell you one thing for sure: there is a much better way of spending eight pounds, Jack, and that is by joining us on Patreon. Patreon is our members club where you get exclusive Sofa Cinema Club content. You get an extra episode every single month. You get ad-free episodes. And as we've kind of been flirting with in the past series, Patreon is about to change. And we're really excited to tell you in July, August time, what those changes are. Significant changes, not just like a name change. Big change. Patreon is going to be the place to be for Sofa Cinema Club, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And people are starting to click onto that 
and they are joining in their big numbers. Droves. Which means we're expanding this enterprise, this film company, this cinema that we've got is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as that happens, there is one thing that's really important, and that is the health and well-being of our staff, which is why I'm delighted to announce that every single office block, every single building that we own, now has a Finnish sauna. And in charge of the maintenance of our Finnish saunas is James Saunders. <laughs> Welcome aboard, James. It's not even Welcome aboard. James Saunders likes saunas. Is he in yes. charge of saunas? He is, Jack. He is. Right. He is, yes. No, I'll do one. I'll do one. Okay, let me have a look. God, we've got a few this week, haven't we? You're going to go for the one that's just the name, yeah. Yeah, Hannah. Hannah? What's Hannah going to do? Head of steam room. Oh, Interesting. Okay. You hold on. No, I'm playing you out your game. Don't give me that shit, Shepherd. And you. You've got a sauna. Yeah, we always have a steam next to it. And that's Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting into this now. Right. Off you go, Shepherd. Um, See, I've got one, Jack. Go on, then. Go, go, go. Because we're a successful company, we're making a lot of money. And at the first, it was just the three of us sharing an office, yeah? Mm. But um, I'm basically, I'm spending some money because it's it's nearly time for tax. And the accounts team have told me we need to spend some money. So I've brought in Dawn Goff as head of fine arts. Fine arts? Yeah, she's buying some art for us from her, oh. her dead granddad, Vincent Van Goff. <laughs> Dawn Goff. Do you know what? When Dawn Goff put her money in for Patreon, could she ever see that she'd be head of fine arts? Fair play. Good job. She's basically just decorating my office. The scream. (laughs) I've got one. Go. So, you know what? When you're doing live shows. (laughs) You always know their shit. You can tell Jack's just not confident. You You know their shit when they have to go. You know know when when you get. get, uh, You know what? When we're doing a live show. And we have, mm. like, a warm-up man. The warm-up man's, like, um, a comedian type thing. And he also does a bit of magic as well. <laughs> a bit like his great-granddad Tommy. A bit like his great-granddad Tommy, oh. yeah. So the warm-up and magic man comedian is Ryan <laughs> Cooper. Oh. That's, I think that's good. What, what a load of shit. So we've got... A steam room and a sauna. We basically got a fitness centre, haven't we, for the business. Which any business now, it's better to have a fitness centre, isn't it? If you went to a big firm like your Google or something massive, the the new Google building's got a running track at the top. Yeah. So you know when you've got the pool and you've got kids' time, haven't you? But before that, you've got adult time where they put the lanes out. Head of lanes, Jack, the pool. Jack Meller. Head of lanes for the pool. <laughs> He's not even head of pool. What a shit show! And interestingly enough, show. you know, um, you know, obviously, the the last person with this name took our job of head of Arnold Clark franchising, didn't they? The last person with this oh, name. Yeah. Oh yeah. We all got free cars. It's funny that you say head of shoes, Ben, because obviously it, it, it is just a very, it's a very mundane job, but we need someone to do it. And head of formal shoes is 
Lindsay Clark. Formal shoes. What are formal shoes? What you buy from Clark's, basically. Okay. Wallabies. I have those. Head of, of Wallabies. wallabies. <laughs> Lindsay Clark. Nice one. i tell you what, we've had a few there. Well done. If your name has not yet been read out, we're going to let you know that you are going to be getting your job in the next couple of weeks. And, and a different kind of different job. Different kind of job. Because if we do Sofa Cinema Club Summer Blockbusters, that means we need summer jobs. Mm. Get thinking. We're releasing this month's Patreon special very shortly. So make sure that you are signed up and ready to go. And if you want to become a member of Patreon before it changes, get involved now by signing up at www.patreon.com forward slash Sofa Cinema Club. And if you're very skeptical as to what Patreon is, what we offer, watch this space. Because like we said, there is an announcement coming. And if you're on Patreon, you're going to be the first people to get it. And if you're not, you're going to be rushing over to Patreon. We can if tell you not, that now. If you're not, you need to be on it. Yeah. It's, it's, the time is now. Well, boys, what a series. What a series. What a series. They'll talk about this. Series 7, that was when it started. The series that gave us Lego Batman, The Damned United, Robocop, Over the Hedge... High tension, it's Mr. Give Tear. us some classics. Some classics, some highs and a lot of lows. Ready for series eight, do you think? Are you are you ready? I think we'll have a little interlude, a little We holiday. need a break, I need a break. Yeah. Well, we are. We're well, having we a summer blockbuster holiday, well, we yeah. I think I'm looking forward to that, definitely. And uh, yeah. excited about the Patreon as well. So we'll be back next week for our first episode of Sofa Cinema Club Summer Blockbusters. And we're also going to stay... On Mondays for extraterrestrial, they're going to change. It's not going to be the full action-packed extraterrestrial, but it's going to stay. It's going to go back to just that little injection of Sofa Cinema Club on a Monday, isn't it, Jack? Maybe, it might. Yeah, a few curveballs, a few things in there. I like to call it. A, it's going to be a little continental yeah, breakfast. That's it. You're on. Yeah. We're on holiday. We're on holiday. We're not going buffet. But you've not paid. You've not paid for full English. Yes. No. You've not gone for the eggs, you're getting an old croissant. Everyone else is sat around, having full full effort, you're on cold buffet. You're on muesli and a bit of fruit. That is exactly <laughs> how I would describe extraterrestrial over the next six weeks. Right, boys. Muesli and a bit of fruit. Series 7 has been a blast. I'll see you next week for the first episode of Summer Blockbusters. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namon Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast.